Good morning, church. We are coming as a church, as Every Nation Rosebank, into our finest hours. God is with us, and we are here at a very momentous moment, and I'm so glad you could be with us. We're going to go straight to the Word, do about 20 minutes, and then we're going to get to this time of setting in. Last week, we began our series called Design to Win. It is God's plan and purpose to prosper you. It is God's heart to see your life advance on every front. And we began by looking at James chapter 4, where it talks about conflicts, battles that rage. And talks about how there's battles inside of ourselves. There's wars that rage between us and, and other people, perhaps our marriages, perhaps in business. There's a battle that rages against the devil. And then sometimes there's a battle against God. And the solution, the first solution, which kind of accomplishes 90% of the battle, is this, the simple point, submit to God. Submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. So you want to win in life, it starts with you submitting to God, and not just talking about giving your heart to Jesus. Remember in Revelation 3 verse 20, Jesus stands at the door of the church and saying, let me come in. Submission is saying, Every part of my life, every part of my soul, every part of my sphere of influence, Lord, I submit to you. So that was last week. Now we're going to transition today, and we're going to look at another area and another way wherein we can win and whereby we must win. A.W. Tozer was a phenomenal 20th century author and Christian leader, self-educated, he wrote a number of amazing books, one of them being The Pursuit of God, which I highly encourage you to read. Many pastors have built entire ministries just on what he wrote. And he said the following, what comes into your mind today when you think about God is the most important thing about you. What you think about when you think about God is actually the most important thing about you. And I pray that if you're on the outside looking in or if you're in a difficult place, that today you would just allow him in and that you would do what we did last week when we submitted to him. Now I want to put to you that there are two other very important things that we need to think about. What you think about yourself, your image of yourself, and what you think about community. These are of great importance. Yes, what you think about God is of greatest importance. But these second two, and it's a moot point, which is number two and which is number three, are of great importance. And the Bible speaks a lot about both of these. I'm going to focus on the second one, or the third one in, in that order. What you think about community. What do you consider your community? What do you consider your role in community? What community you identify with? If you've got your Bibles, turn with me to Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. Start in verse 13. Incredible passage of Scripture. Jesus comes to Caesarea Philippi. This was the city established following Alexander the Great. It was a Greek or a Hellenic city. Later on became a Roman city. And it was at the crossroads between Syria and Lebanon and Israel. Very cosmopolitan. And as I read it, as we read it, I want you to notice the emphasis on what is said. And the word speech or said or say. 
Now, when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? And they said, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, others Jeremiah, one of the prophets. And he said to them, but who do you say that I am? And Simon replied, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, Blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. We're going to focus on this last part of I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Just as a quick side moment, I don't believe that the rock, when he says, you are Peter and on this rock, I don't believe that Peter is the rock. I don't believe it was establishing an apostolic or Catholic pope line, as many people do. And for three reasons. Firstly, the word Petros versus the word Petra, the one's masculine, the other, the other one is feminine. So I don't believe he was saying, you're a man and you're a woman. I mean, he was talking about something else. He wasn't saying, I'm going to build it on you, Peter. Although God does build on us as people, and we'll talk about that in more detail. Second reason why I don't believe it is a few verses later in verse 23, he says to Peter, get behind me, Satan. So I just don't think he's building the church on somebody that he's calling Satan. But most importantly, and I want you to look at this carefully, it's all about what he said. It's all about the declaration of the mouth. What is he building his church on? He's building on what is proclaimed with the mouth in who is Jesus. That Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. Now you build your life, and you began your life if you've begun it, your Christian life, by declaring with your own mouth that Jesus, you are the Christ, you are the Messiah, you are the Son of the living God. And we build the kingdom through us going out there. And when people ask us, what do we say? We say that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. We just do our part. Our part is simple. We proclaim the gospel. I'm getting a bit of interference here. We proclaim... Thank you, Maruti. <laughs> Thank you, senior pastor. <laughs> we do our part by proclaiming with our lips who Jesus is. And God does the rest. He builds his church on us speaking of who Jesus is. But the part that I want to focus on this morning is I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. So what is the church? And it's through the church that we win. The church is our home. The church is our training ground. The church is our launching pad we're in, from which we go into all spheres of society. And it's our place of refreshing. It's our halftime in the rugby game, in the soccer game, where we, where we eat the nachis and then we go out again. The church is not a building. We are the church. And it is our natural habitat. You know, you put a, a creature in its natural habitat, it prospers. The church is our natural habitat wherein we flourish, wherein we serve, and wherein we have victory. 
And the church is God's great idea. And this is the reality. Family's important. The nation's important. But the most important community of all is the church of Jesus Christ. And I love what God is doing here. We as Every Nation Rosebank are a prophetic model of every tribe and tongue gathered together under the Lordship of Christ. And together we are pushing back darkness. And the gates of hell are not prevailing against us. And it is together that we win. Look through scripture. It is when two or three agree as touching something. Or when, we, when you gather, Paul writes, I will be there in spirit and you'll do X, Y, and Z. There is a power in togetherness. There is a power in the church. So let's look at this. Jesus says, I will build. This is Jesus' great priority, that he would receive for himself a perfect bride. Jesus, the lamb slain before the foundation of the world. He saw you and he saw you and he saw you and his heart was to bring us together and to make us into something beautiful and make us into something glorious. This has always been Jesus' great priority. He set his face like flint to go to, to Jerusalem that he might receive for himself a church, a bride. Secondly, it is Jesus' great work. Sometimes we think we've got a lot of work to do. Please understand this. Jesus has done the great work. He has done the heavy lifting. He has paid the price for our sins and our transgressions. He has died on the cross and he's gone down to hell and he's stripped hell of its power. Jesus has done the great work and all we do is we respond. We receive forgiveness and we access grace and we get the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus has done the hard work. He has done the great work. And yet, third point on this, there's a great invitation. And he says, partner with me. Although I've done most of the work, partner with me. You have the privilege. Ah, all of us, we have the privilege, the opportunity of co-laboring with Jesus as junior partners. That God, there's no plan B, send the angels. He uses you and I to call down heaven. He uses you and I to preach and proclaim Jesus Christ as the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Jesus' heart is to build. Secondly, what does he want to build? He wants to build the church. Now, the word is a Greek word, ecclesia, and it was used before Jesus came, and it was used in this context. It was used in the city-states of Athens and Sparta, and when they would summon the people, the men and the women for an assembly, and when they would summon people to go to war, that was the word that was used, kalio, from which we get the word ecclesia. So when it talks about us being part of the church, at its deepest level, it's that we are called out ones. We are called out. It's a summons to an army to assemble. To assemble. It denotes the popular assembly of the competent full citizens of the polis or the city. And it was the highest authority. In other words, they could make any decision. We're going to war, we're not going to war. And God has given to us that authority. And it is the place of greatest allegiance. It's the thing that we should, that, that they were called to have. And, and after Jesus and after God, we are called to have greatest allegiance to. Now look at these points. First and foremost, we are called by Jesus. He has initiated. 
He has called us into community. Not man-made. Read the scripture. There are some things that God does just for us. But he has called us into community. And we do well to respond. Secondly, he has called us out of the world. The word of God says very clearly, you can't be both a friend of the world and a friend of God. He has called us out of darkness into his glorious light. If you are messing in darkness, we want to help you. But even more importantly, Jesus is calling you. You cannot sit on the fence. We are called to respond. And something which is politically incorrect and very rarely done these days, but the early church did it, is they believed in church discipline. In the following context, if you're calling yourself a Christian, if you're calling yourself a called out one, then you best live your life in such a way that you, that, that you reflect Jesus. Now listen, if you're in difficulty, if you're in sin, if you're struggling with something, we'll work with you and we'll help you and we'll love you and we'll support you. But let's not be in debate as to what is right and what is wrong. Thirdly, we are called to be together. You may like me or not like me. I think the early disciples, when they looked at each other, it's like, what? I've got to be with him and he's a doctor and I'm a zealot and I'm a smelly fisherman. But they were called to be together. And God is doing something here in this house with us being together to the glory of God. We are a prophetic model of what South Africa is meant to be, of what South Africa is going to be. And we are called to follow. Jesus says, follow me and I will make you. I will transform you. I will make you a fish of men. And when it comes to us being the church, it's not just church for me. It's me for Jesus and me following in the footsteps of Jesus. Me understanding that I'm a called out one. And I'm called to follow. And then lastly, he says, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The gates of hell, the plans of the devil will not succeed against the church. So what are the gates of hell? It's actually a defensive position. Which is awesome. Because you know what? We are on the front foot. We are on the offensive. Gates of hell will not prevail. And how do we recognize the gates of hell? It's any construct. It's anything. It's anything in society, in mindsets, in media, in the hearts of people, in politics, in anything. Anything that the devil would be pleased with. That's a gate of hell. Okay, so what's a gate of hell? It's anything that the devil would be pleased with. But the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. So what are we called to do with regards to the gates? We're called to storm the gates. We're called to run at the gates. We're called to advance against the gates. When I was at Varsity and I changed course midstream, so I had to do some extra classes on a Saturday. So I started catching a bus on a Saturday to Witz. And uh, it's one particular Saturday. I was sitting at the top of the bus at the back. And these guys, I think they were matric students, they started to bully other students who were all going to Damlin on that Saturday. And I just watched this to my shame, and I didn't do anything. And I just went home, and I just I prayed. And I said, I'm not going to let it happen again. I'm going to run at the gates. So the next Saturday, I got on the bus. <laughs> I had the right jeans on, and my T-shirt was ready. And I was dressed properly, you know. I used to be stronger. In fact, I'm stronger than I look. No, <laughs> that's not the point. 
And as they started bullying, I just jumped up. I came from behind. I didn't have to touch them. I just shouted at them with such a shout. I just said, get down. And they were like shocked and they got down and the bullying stopped. And I was like, my heart was beating afterwards. Because I thought they could have gone for me, you know. They could. I, just, I just had them psychologically, you know. Brothers and sisters, may we be men and women who when we see injustice, when we see sin, when we see the gates of hell, that we run at the gates. The gates of hell will not prevail against the church. Together we win. Together we win as the church of Jesus Christ. Secondly, every person here has got a lane. Every, per, every one of us has got a gifting. Ephesians 2 verse 10 says, We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. There's a gift, there's a calling, there's a thing in you, and there's a purpose that you are meant to fulfill. And we do well to run our lanes. I'm so excited for this new season in this church. As Simon and Lindy run in the new lane that they have, that God has for them. As senior pastors of Every Nation Rosebank. You know what, as they run in their lane, there's an awesome lane for every one of us. It's not for some person to succeed, somebody else has to lose. Every one of us runs in our lane, and God is glorified. And last point to this, we run together. It is together that we win. As we advance on the enemy, together, that's when there's power. That's when there's anointing. That's when the enemy falls back and the gates of hell are plundered. May we run at the gates. May we recognize the call of God upon us as a church. Change our, change our minds. Let's repent when we think about church. Church is not a building, although it may own buildings. It's not Sundays only, although we do things on Sundays. The church is not for me, although we do want to minister to you. The church is about Jesus that he has called us. It's about relationships, us being knitted together. It is about life and action. It's about every day that we are the church. And it's also about what we can bring to the church. Because of all the aspects of community and all the possible communities, the one that lasts for eternity is the church. Nick and I pray for our parents. I pray for my dad who's not yet saved. You know, I love my dad. But if he's not part of the church, he's not for eternity with us. What is of ultimate importance is those who are in the church of Jesus Christ. It is together that we win. It is together that we have authority. I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. I want us to watch a little video which just gives an image of the church in a slightly different way. And then we're going to transition. Thank you. I love it. Together, it's together that we win.